Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake BJ Shea is on assignment, but running the boards is Joey D's. Wednesday. Yes, for our Luigi. Waluigi. Yes, exactly. Uh, on today's show, we are going to talk. I'm going to review the video game Stray because cat. I'm a kitty cat. And a cat sun 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 sun. Joe and I will talk about the new season 14 for Apex Legends. Meow. Uh, there's a lot of changes and a new character and uh, a couple of bugs. Uh-oh. And uh, yes, I will give my first impressions on Netflix's Sandman. We might get to that more, but of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our webpage, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or just search BHA's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Yes, so many ways to get a hold of us and so many ways to interact. And uh, seriously, like that Odyssey app is the best way to do so. You can find all of our podcasts on there. Just do a little search for that. Now, talking video games, uh, when this first came out, this third-person adventure game where you can play as a cat, I was 100% sold. And then they told me that there was a button that you used to meow, and I was sold even more. <laughs> this game is called Stray. It came out earlier this, uh, actually, uh, back in July. It's, uh, it's been out for a little while. Uh, I did have a chance to get it because it is available for the PS4, PS5, and for Windows. Uh, I got it for my old PS4 because, I, well, if, if you can find a way to get a PlayStation 5 that's not breaking the bank, let me know, um, because uh, it's, it's taking a while. Um, but I got it for the PS4, and yes, it is a third-person adventure game where you control a stray cat who traverses by leaping across platforms and climbing up obstacles. It's a platform puzzler. You're trying to figure out how to get from one place to another because as you start off, you're running with your crew of other cats when you misjudge a jump and then end up in a whole new town. Like this is when you're starting the game, you're out in the woods or something like that. It's the the cybernetic future, um, dark sort of, you know, like cyberpunk sort of uh, aspects of that. Uh, not uh, not too far from what we were talking about on Monday's podcast with the whole sci-fi cyberpunk stuff. But yeah, you're playing a cat and you're going along and you're just trying to maybe get back to your home. I haven't finished the game, mm-hmm. so I don't uh, really know exactly where we're going. But you end up in this city that is populated by robots, a bunch of AI robots, and then these little furball rat things called mercs. And there are no other humans around, and you're just trying to go through. You end up actually uh, shacking up and hanging out with a, an, an AI that kind of gives you a story to get you along once you start getting uh, the, uh, the first couple of stories kind of uh, get you set up in a tutorial style. And you, uh, the drone companions named B12, and they assist by translating the language of other characters, storing items for you, and helping get you, you know, to where you need to go and making an actual game of it. Uh, it reminds me of that little robot companion in like uh, Destiny oh, that you yeah. would have, that yeah. sort of thing, where it gets you, it f- helps you figure out stuff, and it tells your cat who can't read whatever language this mm. is, you know, the stuff that you need to know. Uh, it really does kind of help in that sort of term because, like, for the most part, you're just a cat and you're just kind of dinking around. The one thing I do love about this is that you definitely do get to do cat things. Uh, you get to knock things off of shelves. You uh, uh, sometimes, sometimes it's for puzzles. 
Sometimes it's just because you want to knock paint cans off of a roof with nothing other than just, I'm going to knock these over. And like, there's like seven of them set up. And this is pretty early in the game, but it's like, okay, you got to knock down a couple of them so you can jump across a thing. But I, I literally sit there and I'm like, nope, F your can, F your can. And I'm just <laughs> knocking them over. I'm like, yeah, I'm a cat. I don't give a crap. This is great. Uh, you can jump up onto like computer desks and like tippy tap on the keyboards. And for some aspects, you do need to do things like that because that'll unlock a thing or do something. Something. And then other times I'm just knocking over water bottles onto the uh, keyboard. Of course. Because it's great. It's yeah. fun. So it's really neat in that aspect. If you have a cat or maybe two, play this when they're around with the volume up. Because I've got my two cats, uh, Damn It Carl, Get in the House, and Frank in Accounting. And so when I started playing this, I've got a nice little sound bar in a, in a mm. room that has really good acoustics. And so I was pressing the meow button because you'll meow. And at the beginning, the cats, the other cats you'll have will meow back and stuff with you like that. And it'll do some other interactive things. But Carl lost his mind. He was <laughs> like, where is this other cat? And you can find videos online that where other cats will just sit watching the gameplay because how intrigued they are by it. And it makes actual cat sounds. They got actual cat voice actors to, I don't what? know if they're actual voice yeah, actors, what? but they got cats to make noises. And oh, so they okay. recorded those and they're using those Aww. in this. It's like when they did a uh, Monsters Inc. and they actually had a little girl and they like they do the voice of around. Boo yeah, with the yeah, microphone. Yeah. That's exactly the same thing. Yeah. it's And so they do actually give credit to the, uh, the different animals out there. And it was super fun just to watch him try to figure out where it was coming from and then just sit next to the sound bar as it was going on. Overall, it's a it's a kind of a short game. It's got about five hours of gameplay. It's about 30 bucks right now, put out by Annapurna Interactive. And again, it's a single player game, but it's super fun. It's worth doing. Like the scenery is beautiful. The game plays out very well. And it's a lot of fun through what I've played so far. And the graphics, I'm like I said, I was playing it on the PS4, are pretty good. For the PS5, they're going to be amazing. And then for Windows, obviously, depending on your graphics card and stuff like that, it'll be the varying degrees of it. But it's still, it's a fun game. I think worth buying and uh, worth picking up out there. Now, moving on to a different game that I love to play, but I may have broken another controller playing it. Oh. <sighs> yeah, it, uh, technically the controller's not broken yet. It's just, uh, I did throw it. It's wounded. Uh, it, it's definitely <laughs> wounded. Like, if, if anybody asks what happened to it, I just have to be kind of like, no, don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm buying a new one. New one's on order. Uh, Apex Legends came out with Season 14 titled Hunters. Ooh. And uh, speaking of cute little animals, they have a new, a, uh, a new legend called Vantage, who is a sniper who has a cute little pet, uh, pet bat named Echo. And uh, apparently this bat does help in terms of their abilities because in the game you have a special, you'll have a passive ability a lot of the times that'll help you do something. Then you'll have a special ability that is like, sometimes it's a scan so you can look through walls and see other people. Or sometimes it's like a, a giant like cannon that shoots through walls again, like all sorts of different sorts of things. For her, it's a scouting bat that also you can use to jump to another location, like kind of like a launch across. And then uh, Vantage's special ability is, it's interesting because most of the time you'd have to wait to charge like an Overwatch or in this game, you have to wait three to five minutes depending on what the ability is to use it. 
With hers, it's another sniper gun that you can use starting pretty quickly as long as there's ammo in it. And it has up to five shots, so when it's fully charged, it'll have five shots. But if you've only got one shot in there, you can still pull it out and use it. I like that. And there's a really good ability with it, too, because... If you're just looking down the scope of this sniper rifle, it'll give you details like how many people are on the other uh, person's team that you're targeting, what their shield color is, which is there's white, blue, purple, gold, and red, like of you know going to the the the, the quality of them. So it'll let you get all that information, uh, and then on top of that, if you hit with it. It now marks them, and they now will take more damage from you and your teammates. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's definitely a a deep recon scouting sort of character. A lot of snipering going on. There's a massive amount of changes to the to the guns. Some of the guns have swapped out different ammo. They've tried to balance change like they are always doing with Apex. But essentially, it's the same game. You're dropping down with generally two or three people on your team, and you're going to be the uh, the last team standing, uh, battleground, battlefield uh, style. Yeah, it's a battle royale. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's 14 seasons. I mean, I'm amazing. This game is still around. They're it's been well. out. Yeah, it's been out for a long time, and they've done some overhauling of the maps. And if you, if you're used to whatever one of your maps might have been years past, like it's been if it's been a while since you've played it, or even if it was just last season, there are big changes because they want to change up the game. They want to change up the meta. They want to make sure and make it not stagnant. Sounds like they have a lot of competitive tournaments too. They have a ton of competitive tournaments. And even just like the new ranking system which went into an overhaul last season people are now getting used to it and it's like this is one of those games that if you want to be competitive in it you got to respect the grind oh, and no. i can i'm not a grinder when it comes down to it but on that also on that aspect you can still play it not get into the rank system whatsoever and still have a great time and yeah it's frustrating because i want to win every single time and this is a game with over 20 characters now at this point with all asymmetrical powers you'll just there's somebody who is a foil to you no matter even if you're like amazing at the game like you're not going to win every game and they flat out tell you that just like don't even worry about that sort of thing don't get your expectations too high because you're going to die yeah but it's fun and it's just like one of my favorite parts about this game is like a you've got to do teamwork but they also take away from like you can have voice chat and it's just as toxic as every other game. Yeah. Just, just understand that. Woo. But they've got a really good ping system that lets you communicate really well with your uh, with the people that you're going with. Even so much as like if you're adding like a thank you or something like that, certain characters' dialogue options will change depending on the characters that you're playing with. Uh, so okay. they kind of have some fun with that. It keeps it a little bit different as you're going along. Not stagnant. A lot of fun when it comes down to it. Uh, it is out right now. Uh, like I said, the new rank season has been revamped. And uh, actually, right now, a new level cap increased from the current limit of 500. So, making it possible for players to earn more packs through account progression. And the packs are the big thing, too, because it's the same sort of gotcha, like oh, skins and yeah, all that stuff. All yeah. the skins with like the battle passes. I think these, this is one of the games that kind of started that new battle pass craze where you can get a bunch of different skins. And if you kick in a little bit of extra cash, you can uh, buy their coins and then get the full season pass and get all the get all the fun sparkly things that you want with it. Of course. 
Yeah. But I uh, recommend it. And if you're out there and you do shoot me, don't tell me because I'll get mad at you. Shoot Rev. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Don't do it. It wasn't me. Yeah, I, I shot the Rev, but not the deputy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are an absolute dork. What? Uh, moving on from this now. This dropped uh, last week, maybe. Netflix dropped Neil Gaiman's Sandman. And if you don't know, it's based off of the DC Comics from the Vertical imprint. Oh, gosh, maybe in the 90s, 80s, 90s. Very old, very weird, um, very beautiful, the comics. And I was even reading something where Neil Gaiman, uh, the, the WB Studios, came to him and were like, we want to make this as a movie. And he, at the beginning, was like, please don't. And it was... It's been kind of languishing for decades because people have wanted to make this, but it was never the way he wanted it. And if you don't know what it is, Sandman is based off of the Sandman, Morpheus, the king of dreams, who, uh, especially in, they're using the storyline for this one where Sandman gets uh, trapped by a magical ritual uh, for about a century and then uh, the whole his whole dreamscape, his uh, his uh, kingdom, uh, well, kind of goes into disarray, and he loses some of the key artifacts of his that he must retrieve once he gets out. And it's kind of bouncing through all of the different realms at this point in time. I'm about four episodes in, and it is beautiful. Like, like this is one of those things where we had previously talked about, oh, should we see a movie in the theaters or should we see, you know, a movie at home? This feels like I want to watch it on the big screen. Wow, that much Ooh. production, huh? It's so beautiful. And it feels like every character has been really cast well. Um, Tom Sturridge plays Morpheus, the uh, the King of Dreams. And I don't I wasn't really familiar with uh Tom with uh with Thomas here. And there's a couple of things that he's been in that I don't even recognize. He's from London and yeah, like his filmography is some things that I haven't really paid any attention to, but he plays Morpheus very well. And it's it's gloomy it's so gothy. It's just like 90s mm. gothy, like, oh. Gwendolyn Christie <laughs> plays Lucifer, and yes, yes, <laughs> she's wonderful in this. Uh, she shows up in episode four and is just absolutely fantastic. Patton Oswalt plays Matthew the Raven, who is kind of the bridge between, like, he doesn't understand why he's necessarily there, and he doesn't understand what's going on. So he's kind of that newbie character that lets uh, Morpheus explain things as it's going along. So it's not all just like inner monologue. But it's taking you through the the dream realm. It's taking you through Earth realm. It's taking you to hell to kind of see what that means in the encompassing uh, aspects of the story. And when it comes down to it, it's about Sandman finding his lost articles uh, that were taken from him when he was uh, when he was magicked into a little bit of a uh, predicament there. Hmm. Uh, overall, I really do enjoy this. I want first off, Vicky, I definitely want to see how you feel yes. about this. Uh, and we'll be going on a trip soon, so I'm hoping to download it all. It's, yeah, it's not a it's not a show that I can't like. Like I wouldn't watch the boys on an airplane. <laughs> and can oh, I watch yeah. this on an airplane if somebody's looking it, over my shoulder? It'd be okay. Yeah, like okay. there might be a little nakedity 
okay. to it, but I don't think it's really that bad. Um, and uh, it's very artsy done, so you can just say you're watching something fancy. Okay. And uh, instead of a comic book uh, television show, mm. uh, each episode runs between about, you know, like 45 to 50 minutes. Um, so it's, it's the standard issue. Ten episodes. Whoa. So, so far, it hasn't felt like it's extra bloated or anything along those lines. So definitely worth a watch. And uh, I'm very excited to see where this full season is going to go. A lot of people are already speculating a season two. Uh, I don't have any confirmation as of this point if that's going to be happening. But even just judging by these first four episodes, I feel that, uh, yeah, we should be doing that. Now, also... Uh, another thing I ended up watching that was not on Netflix, but it was on Disney Plus, and this was a quick one. This is a very quick one, and I told Vicky this is perfect for her little baby brother. Yay! Uh, I am Groot. You're Groot? I am not Groot, but everyone knows that I am Groot is the only thing that Groot says. Oh. And Disney Plus just put out a series of shorts called I Am Groot, and then they would have different subtitles And uh, as they're going out there. They've all dropped on Disney+. Plus. If you just check in the Marvel tab, you'll find at least one of them, and we'll get to that gripe in a second. But these are like, like four to seven-minute shorts, and... It really, it, it really caters towards the little kid ADD crowd because even the, you know, the big long intro that Marvel has for all of their like MCU properties, mm -hmm. literally Groot fast forwards through this. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> right, yeah. So it goes really quick and then you see Groot's face. It's like, it's super adorable. And I didn't even skip that intro every time. It was like really great. But these revolve around baby Groot. So this wasn't Teenager Groot from the Avengers movies from mm -hmm. Infinity War and Endgame. This was Baby Groot dealing with uh, life only as he can. Sees it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so some of them go around from him um, getting out of his first little pot. Uh, from the mm. potted plant, like so, he's like when he's finally learning to walk. Um, him discovering uh, a whole new species under a rock and trying to help them out. Mm. Uh, him chasing some sort of weird dancing plasmoid creature on the ship, and they're all except for one cameo in I feel the last episode, which is called Magnum Opus. Like there's, oh, it's only him. So there's not a whole lot of other things to interact with except for, like, computers. But there is a really neat cameo at the end of that one. There's about six episodes. They're all super fast, super fun, definitely for the younger crowd, but I still really, really enjoyed it. Like, I was cackling out loud. They're so funny. And worth a watch. Like, it takes up, like, a half hour of your afternoon watching these. And, yeah. So Baby is going to like them. Yeah. Vicky's oh. little, little child. Yes. yes. Well, he, he started watching the Baymax series, and I've caught bits and pieces of it, but I haven't been able to watch the whole thing. And they're really short, too, so that was kind of nice. So I think yeah. he's going to love this. And so it's the, it's that same thing. Like it just gets right to the point, and it's fun. It's very colorful. They're all it's all animated, all CGI animated, and a hundred percent worth the watch. Vicky's going to become Groot because he's going to go. Vicky, you are Groot. Or he's going to be Groot. <laughs> and Vin Diesel does reprise his role as Groot. Mm. Like he does voice Groot in this. So they didn't. They 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 pulled out all the big budget stops to get Vin Diesel to come back and well voice I guess that thing there too. <laughs> Uh, and then also, it just reminded me that we are getting a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special at the end of this year. And I found out a little bit of information about this, and it looks like it's going to take place between Thor Love and Thunder and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So it'll be a bridge from this 
this year's Thor and then next year's Volume 3. So we'll get to see what they're doing with it. But also it says that not all of the Guardians are going to be in the special, though we don't know who or what or when they will be showing up for it. So we'll just have to kind of see where that all goes. And it is the epilogue to Marvel's Phase 4, which I think we mentioned in a previous episode. So uh, lots of Guardians stuff coming out or out right now for you to check out. The one gripe I do have about I Am Groot is that I felt that as a special, like even though there are a bunch of different shorts that are I Am Groot, I felt that they should have had like at least like a folder or like a season tracker so you could see all of them. But essentially what happens is you'll find one on either the splash page or if you just look in the uh, the Marvel section, you'll find one of the Groot specials. Uh, and then from there you can just uh, look at like they'll give you recommendations below and then you can see the rest of them there. But it's not like you can't just autoplay to the next one. And that was just slightly frustrating. Yeah, that's odd. I wonder why they don't have them all in one. It'd be, like they're like f- seven minutes long at the max. Like, you're going to want to watch all of these just because they're super fun. And especially if you've got, like, a kiddo, they're going to want to watch these over and over and over on again. Replay. Yeah. Yep. So I feel that that was kind of a mistake. And maybe maybe I'll just uh, send them a sternly worded email or a tweet or something, and maybe they'll Give fix it. Give me more group. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely recommend all of that. And, uh, well, for more recommendations, well, we got to get to The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got? Uh, it's like a, it's a little bit of a serendipitous, like one thing led to this, led to this, and then I found this. Oh, here comes the old rabbit hole. Yep, uh, follow the bouncing ball. It started with this, uh, it's a New York Times article that they tweeted out and it said, if you set aside the dog napping and puppy skinning plots, which are admittedly very what? hard to overlook, Disney's version of Cruella has always been of a feminist fantasy. Okay. <laughs> like that, the idea of like her being badass, yeah. even the line in the the live action one where she not the the newer one, but the old one with um oh, Glenn oh, Close. Oh yeah, Glenn Close, yeah. Where she's like, "Oh, so many women, more women have succumbed to marriage than to war and all this stuff." Like it was such a like a like building <laughs> you up like as a woman, like have your career, you don't have to settle for the things that you're told you have to do. But also skinning puppies to make a coat. Yes, but somebody else replied, <laughs> "If you set aside making the suit out of the, those women, Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs a guy trying to achieve his dreams. It's true. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. But there are, in many cases, we've talked about it, especially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, the whole, uh, like, there's there's some some villains that actually had really good points. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I, waiting I, for you to say something about Thanos. <laughs> well, I, well, Thanos was flawed, um, ultimately, and uh, as we uh, continue to nitpick, as nerds do over the uh, years at this point in time, yes, yes, of course, if he snapped all things out of uh, out of existence, or at least half of them out of existence, yes, we would lose all the microbes in our stomach, and yes, <laughs> anyone who survived would have horrible diarrhea for the first couple of uh, first couple of months. We understand that. Wasn't now, the whole point of the snap that it took into account your own bias like it was like you weren't snapping all life you were snapping all essentially sentient life like that was the yeah idea. i mean maybe because they talked about that when mark tries to snap everyone back and he's like i couldn't snap uh what do you call it black widow back Natalie. yeah 
because it Natasha. was Natasha. Yeah, Natalie. <laughs> it was yeah, it was a whole thing that was set up, and I mean, it's understandable. And yeah, when you get down into all the little nitpicky stuff about it, sure, you're gonna be able to poke holes into it, but it's also a comic book movie. Simmer down, right. people. Because if I'm snapping a cheese pizza in front of me, I'm not getting any cheese pizza. I'm getting my favorite <laughs> cheese pizza, you know, and it's just gonna know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, uh, I was thinking more along the lines of like Killmonger. Right. Like Killmonger had a really good point, again, just going about it a little bit wrong. Well, Ranker actually came up with the 12 times Disney villains actually made a valid point. Ooh, Disney villains. Nice. It's like, you were a jerk. And a lot of these were like, you were a jerk. You're not wrong. But, you but you're still and- kind of a jerk. And if number one is one that you actually recently saw. Ooh, which one? Ratatouille. Yeah. And so, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. So in Ratatouille, you have the head chef uh, from Gusteau's restaurant when Gusteau passed away, Chef Skinner, who is rude, demanding, and like every like everyone's like, oh, you, we hate him. I'm like, well, for one, have you not watched Kitchen Nightmares? That's how chefs are. Like chefs <laughs> are watch, just or watch the bear. Like right. oh gosh, no. <laughs> apparently high pressure uh, environment that old kitchen. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, I have not watched it because I have worked many have, years in a restaurant. You will definitely have flashbacks then because a lot of people are like, this is very true to life. Oh, yeah. Even just like little details like him drinking water out of like a to-go container. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yep. Or apparently just people stabbing other people in the butts. Oh. So, actual, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. I, I, I have seen and done and witnessed and heard many of things that I will There's not repeat. shanking going on. But the reason we hate Chef Skinner is, like, he's unlikable, he's a bad boss, he's cruel, he's a snarling taskmaster who clearly has, like, the little man complex, Mm -hmm. and once he discovers Remy's abilities, he plans to exploit them for personal gain. Everyone really hates him, too, because he made the, he's using Gusteau's face and name for a line of micro- frozen foods. Right, that is not the cooking, but- have you seen Ratatouille? Nope. You I should th- watch it. It's great. I think you like because yeah, you, yeah. you appreciate cooking. Yeah. I do. And Vicky, and Vicky pressured me into watching it. I did watch it, and it is fantastic. It's, it's really fun. A great cast of voice actors as well. Yeah. Speaking of Patton Oswalt, but at the end of the day, you know, he's, aside from the whole like, it was his right. Was it selfish to you know do the line of frozen foods? And even at the end, spoiler alert, like wanting to use Remy mm-hmm. to help him launch his own line. Um, you're, you're, he did the right thing when he, you know, called the health inspector. Like he, he did. Like that part is right, but also here's the thing that people forget: he did find out that Remy essentially was the heir to mm-hmm. the restaurant and the name. And so when he hid that and he was trying to just to like keep it for himself, that's what makes him the bad guy. Call him the health inspector. Yes, you're fine with that, but the reasoning to get to that point is kind of BS. But one of the things, so I actually. Brief and my brief moment in college history, I actually thought about going into culinary arts and I did take a course and the chef, the the teacher, he specifically said that we must call him Chef Kevin. Mm-hmm. It's very much like a doctor when they get their doctorate. It's like yes, I am chef. Dr. Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is chef is a is what you do as a, a form of respect. Yep. So he was Gusto's sous chef for many years. So he earned his place. And if Linguini and a rat were to take over the restaurant, it would be both an insult to his years of hard work and credibility of Gusto's. You're not wrong because at that point it's kind of a nepotism as opposed to actually making it as a person, mm-hmm. uh, getting there on merit. Unfortunately, I feel like, yes, he's probably an amazing cook, but we've never actually seen him cook in the entire movie, if you think about it. Because no, he, he just tells people he, to do it. He doesn't have to. So I feel like making the frozen line of foods is kind of ruined him. Maybe. Like, you you forgot what you really are about. (laughs) Uh, Next one on this list is from another movie I very much love, Lilo and Stitch. 
Oh. And this is Captain Gontu, which is the big, big one. Oh, yeah. He just wants to return a destructive alien to his home planet. We're like, no, leave him alone. He is a militant body bounty hunter, and he's hired to track him down and return him back. Because mm-hmm. at the time, they know that he's destructive. Yeah. He's trying to steal everyone's left shoe. That's really a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just doing what he's ordered to try to keep everyone safe. Mm-hmm. But we all kind of hate him because it's like leaf stitch alone. Yeah. But also at the same point, you see what he does. And especially if you mm-hmm. watch like the animated series and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He gets into hijinks because he's an alien who wants to get into hijinks. He yeah. wants to do this. That's in his uh, biology. Mm-hmm. You guys remember the the Jungle Book? And I'm talking OG. I mean, I, I haven't seen any of the newer ones they came out with. Uh, and I'm going to guess they're saying Shere Khan. Shere Khan. Because he wants to kill the man boy, Mowgli, mm-hmm. because they bring fire. Yes, that is basically it. It's yeah. like, we hate him because he wants to make him a part of the food chain. But, you know, it's that one that's actually... Man brings destruction to the jungle, and he understands that, and he is... Man cub, I love that so yep, much. Yep, and he is the, uh, you know, the unofficial feared ruler tyrant of the jungle, mm-hmm. and it's his job to do that. So I, I don't necessarily blame him. I mean, besides kids these days, man, you see what they do? Oh, yeah. They'll g- <laughs> give them anything, and they will destroy something in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, another one that I don't think you've seen yet that I want you guys all to see because I freaking love this movie and it is Emperor's New Groove. Yep, see, that is one I have not watched. And the bad guy is Yzma, played by the late, um, I almost said Kit Harrington. That is not <laughs> correct. <laughs> the old cat woman. Um, oh, Eartha Kit. Eartha Kit. <laughs> see? It's Eartha Kit Harrington. Eartha Kit Harrington. <laughs> to the north. Oh my god. Was it? Uh, oh my god. We don't need that in our lives. Rock lover. Oh, uh, you will understand so many memes if you watch this movie. Uh, I know I will. But Cusco, played by David Spade, and, and I think in a previous episode we did talk about Patrick Warburton, another Patrick Warburton great. Uh, uh, he played as Kronk. Mm-hmm. Um, He's an egotistical young emperor, and he plans to raise a village and build a su- like, or completely like destroy a village to build his summer home. And doesn't really care; like, he just does everything for himself. Yzma, is she a jerk? Yes, and she wants to rule and be in charge of everything. But you see at the very beginning where it's like, oh, you know, it's like, what? It's not my fault that you need. Wait, what is it that you need? Uh, food? It's like, oh, you should have thought of that before you became peasants. You know. <laughs> She's she's Let not them a, eat cake. She's not a just ruler. No. <laughs> she would not have been. But she's also like, you know, you can't blame her for not wanting, you know, Cusco to be the king either or the emperor. Yeah, that's actually true on that so, one. So I mean, I get it, but you were a jerk. Yeah. One more. Quick one. Uh Hades. You know, uh, he didn't ask for the job of the <laughs> underworld. Was, yeah, he was just kind of stuck with it. So you kind of have to understand what, like with Hercules that he kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> is kind of like F you to all the other gods because all the other gods are still the gods. Right. Like, yeah, they're like kind of <laughs> terrible. So I mean, we got Captain Hook lost his hand to Peter Pan. Yeah. Uh, Syndrome just wanted to help his hero and was told he wasn't good enough because he didn't have superpowers. Oh, that would just give oh, me a complex. Yeah. Which I did. Syndrome. Yep. yep. <laughs> Voiced by Jason Lee. Yep. Check out the whole list on our Facebook page. And until next time, stay nerdy.